1: Don V Fridays. Another glorious day in the 757. I'm getting over a little bit of a cold. Um, I, I I ask everybody, bear with me if I sound a little congested or something. I'm just getting over a cold, but I'm good. Drift, how you living, my boy?
0: I'm the same way, man. I've had this cold for like two weeks straight. Kind of sucks. Uh, I keep taking NyQuil all the time. It's terrible, but uh, I'm getting over it too, so if I sound a little stuffy, it's because of that. But just had a three-on-three tournament, with three and zero, so feeling pretty good, you know. Uh, yeah. Twitter was fun today with the circles. Uh, shout out everybody who participated. That was a good time. Looking at whoever. Man, shout
1: out! Shout out! The it seemed like every day VT Twitter got like a. a it's an agenda or an activity.
0: Go yeah. On a beat. <laughs> it's, it's like you got a- something going on at school every day.
1: Yeah. You got Beth, you got Beth Barnes catching bodies. It seems like Beth Barnes catch a body on Twitter every day.
0: Thanks, <laughs> <Stags. laughs> Shit's entertaining, bro. Honestly, you can't skip a day.
1: Pure entertainment in hokey Twitter, bro. You miss, you can miss part of a day and yeah. realize somebody got their ass body, yeah, or something that happened, somebody that got ran off, <laughs> something every day. Some yeah. foolishness happens to Hokie Twitter. Shout out to everybody that be saying shit like, oh, Hokie Twitter needs healing. It's so toxic right now, bro. Where <laughs> the fuck were you? It's funny, <laughs> at the Twitter, where everybody was getting asses killed yeah. every day. <laughs> this he ain't about way worse. shit. Yeah, this little bit of shit ain't about shit. At the end of the Frank days when people was out here, oh no, people don't remember the shit people used to say to me. People think I go hard on Fuente. I went just as hard on Frank, and people love Frank. So people used to be at my ass. Yep. Yeah, those days. Who, the fuck, who are you? <laughs> who, what have you done? <laughs> to be on my ass for Frank, and I get it. It was Frank, but I don't understand why they, you know, stand the goofy that we got now.
0: Yep. Yeah. it yeah, is what it is it's it's fun man even uh shout out that unc fan i think his name's like everett or some shit but he was oh, saying bro wanna, bro wanna yeah. be
1: in so bad
0: yeah he just loves he loves the entertainment so much that so he wants to be a tech fan
1: <laughs> hey dog wanna get jumped in so bad man <laughs> hey that's how it is twitter man we keep we keep we keep we we keep the needle moving. Them UVA fans want to get in on this shit too, man.
0: Yeah, shout out Ike. Appreciate you, Ike.
1: Shout out Ike with your line ass. Oh, we're <laughs> going to get on Ike ass. we about to get on Ike ass. Before we get on Ike ass, before we get into everything, let's pay these bills, man. Symbol. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On symbol. You can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, Make sure you use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit www.symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. In Spotify Green Room, it's a live audio only sports talk platform. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. If you want to scoop on that Washington football team shit, because NFL damn yeah. are so not gonna talk about it, go to, go to Spotify Green Room. It's probably a room going right now, giving a real inside scoop. Uh, get in on the conversations you hear everywhere. Um, you could be featured on Certain Hokies podcast, probably, probably a Hokies Spotify Fat Green Room over there. Somebody probably holding that down. Download the Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter's, join leagues, and uh, you can even get notifications when certain rooms go live. So, Spotify Green Room. Ike, 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 Ike. Ike, 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 Ike you lied, my boy. Uh, shout outs to uh Ike. One of the few UVA fans we fuck with. This is the only reason why we're going in on you, Ike, because we do fuck with you, but you lied, my boy. <laughs> Zach Rice is not going to UVA. He committed to UNC over the past week. Yep. Uh, Ike, man, come to Don V Friday to tell your story, man. You lied.
0: I want to see a little surprise that he went to UNC. I would have thought he might have went somewhere else, but... Even other than UVA, I didn't think he was going to UVA, but I was kind of surprised about UNC. But I guess they dropped a bag on him. So good for them,
1: I don't even think they dropped. I mean, I don't think they dropped a different bag than anybody else. I just think Mac Brown, whether you whether his team's an ass or grass, I just think Mac Brown know what to say. Yeah, and he thanks. knows how to keep. He knows how to keep it together. If you ask me, I think Zach Rice was going to UNC the whole time. I just think he held off to see how the shit plays out. Um, I think even as UNC started to lose games, uh, Mac Brown was still able to hold it together. That's just my humble opinion. Um, yeah. Not a liar like Ike. Um, I only just tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Except when it comes to picking these games. It's the only time we lie. Oh, yeah. That's what
1: I'm a <laughs> liar. Oh, I, I'm a <laughs> liar. When it comes to picking games, at <laughs> my ass on. When it comes to recruiting, Oh no! I'm gonna tell her the truths. Nothing yeah. but truths. <laughs> uh, Virginia Tech played Syracuse last week. We caught that L train. We lost the game 41 to 36, in which was the first. It was a game of a couple of firsts. It was the first time the offense looked capable, and the defense looked shitty. Um, Braxton Burmeister had another pedestrian day. 10 or 20, 177 yards, one touchdown. But we got picked up by the run game, which we said needed to happen, what, three weeks ago, three, four right. weeks ago. We needed the run game to come alive, run blocking with running backs. Uh, we finally got that lift in the, in the form of freshman Malachi Thomas, 21 carries, 151 yards, three touchdowns, he averaged. 7.2 yards per carry. The offensive line run blocked very well. Um what did you see from the offense? Obviously we always look good in the beginning. Uh first drive, we kind of tailed off, but overall a, a consistent day from the offense. What did you see?
0: Yeah, I thought the same. I thought I thought they did a pretty good job especially up front kind of rebounding after some bad weeks of uh some offensive line play, but Uh, Yeah, shout out Kai Thomas. I I wasn't sure who the back was going to be to kind of take us uh, through a good day of running the ball, but uh, he did a good job, had some big runs, uh, you know, obviously that 50 yarder uh, and he runs pretty well too between the tackles. So hopefully he sticks around, especially after, uh, you know, the inevitable coaching uh, staff changes. But uh, I liked what I saw from him. He he really carried himself pretty well. So uh, good back. Hope we hope he stays around. But other than that, yeah, it was a pretty solid day all around for the offense. Um, I, I definitely did not think this game was going to go the way it was because Syracuse's run defense was pretty good the whole year. So uh, good for them for actually having a pretty solid performance against a good defense.
1: It was a definitely solid performance. And, and when you see Malachi Tom, Thomas, they went back to, like you said, between attack was running more inside zone running, which they uh, don't axe, they don't ask – uh Raheem Blackshear to carry the ball between the tackles. So it's almost like we're getting to a point again where we're kind of fucking Raheem Blackshear, even though he had over a hundred all-purpose yards and seven seventy-eight 78 yards rushing. It's like, okay, if Raheem Blackshear's in, it's either gonna be sweep or screen. Right. And and if Malachi Thomas comes in or Khalil Herbert or Jalen Holston, it's inside zone. Right. So uh we'll get into the Georgia Tech game later on as far as previewing that. But I don't think we should just put that type of shit on film where like, okay, this guy comes in, it's gonna be this. That guy comes in, it's gonna be that. Right. So, but Malachi Thomas did show great patience, balance. He will put his foot in the dirt and get get upfield.
0: Yeah, he's fast he was, too. He's got some top end speed, too. Yeah,
1: he got some pretty good speed. He need he he was he's kind of not skinny, but he's not a, a a load to bring down. So, you know, right now he putting that foot in the dirt and he getting he getting uphill. So, that's definitely what this offense need, and the and the offensive line gave him holes to run through. Uh, it was the first time that, that was the best offensive line looked all year. Run blocking, right? Pass blocking. There was still some some shit going on, but. Run blocking they look like last year's run. They look like last year's offensive line run blocking. Yeah. To be honest. It's just a shame
0: uh, that it took this long in the season. Cause I feel like if we would have been would have been doing this all along, especially with Malachi Thomas, maybe uh, you know, maybe some of the games we lost by by a touchdown or whatever, we would have won. So uh just sucks that it took this long to get it going. But yeah, it was a good performance from him and the line. It
1: was a good it was a good performance from Malachi Thomas. He was definitely the I don't know if he officially won, like, ACC Freshman of the Week or something, but I hope he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. Deserve I hope he it. won some type of weekly award uh, for that effort. Um, and da- the damn, the lost damn show ain't on his shoulders. Um, Burmeister, man, at this point, he is what he is. Uh, like I said, 10 to 20, uh, 177 yards. 30 of, y- of those yards should be erased because Blackshear literally picked the ball up off the turf. It was an yeah. underthrown screen. Uh another another play where he threw deep to uh Tavion Robinson. That's a touchdown. He was asshole open, but mm-hmm. he had to go dive out of bounds for it. Great catch.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um, but he should have been he should have been hitting his head on the goal post. But it is what it is at this point. I mean, above average runner, below average passer, we already knew that. Uh at this point. We have to. It, it, it's not on him. It's not on him. He has to just go out there and do whatever it is he does to keep drives alive and make the occasional play here or there. But clearly, this offense cannot go through the quarterback. It has to go through the this stable of backs or this one-two punch of backs moving forward. Because if teams force us to pass, clearly we're not going to win no games. Right. Any more games going forward, if the, if the teams put it on us to pass. Cancel Christmas because uh, the passing game just isn't there. My heart bleeds for these receivers, but y'all need to get good at blocking. Right.
0: That's facts. I mean, it's been a thing for a while, too. Like, last year, the success came in the run game more than anything. So, um, kind of right. been a whole thing through the Fuente era, except for the Gerard Evans year. And a lot of Gerard Evans' success, too, is running the ball as well. So, uh, it's kind of been the blueprint is to be able to run the ball, and yeah. Tech is good on offense. Yeah, running
1: the ball run the ball, but I feel like at least with hooker and yeah. Gerard Evans, it at least set up shit. Right. At least Facts. Was, I mean, you the reason why we ran so well is also because we could pass downfield. Mm-hmm. And this year specifically, cause even with Ryan Willis, even with Ryan Willis, like they was letting Ryan Willis sling that bitch. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like this year more so than any other year, it's been we have to. There ain't no question about it. We have if we aren't able to run, cancel Christmas. Just <laughs> cancel Christmas. It's over <laughs> with. So but this ain't a shit on Burmeister game. Because quite honestly, Burmeister didn't lose us the game.
0: <laughs> right.
1: This was on the defense. This was on J Ham. Um we looked out of sorts. We was in the wrong gaps. We we looked it was some undisciplined play it was some shitty db play uh all out just nasty game we made garrett schrader look like the second coming of um i'm trying to think of a i'm trying to think of a badass quarterback uh <laughs> justin herbert from oregon we like we made we made garrett schrader look like justin herbert out there uh Right. 16 to 34, 236 yards passing, two TDs. He's not known as a passing quarterback, by the way. Uh, 22 carries, 174 yards, three touchdowns. Killed us. That man killed us out there. Sean Tucker, the person who we thought was going to murder us, he had a modest day compared to his other performances. 20 carries, 112 yards. One touchdown had a back breaking touchdown on a fourth and one where uh it looked like Peoples went into the wrong gap, went inside. He mm-hmm. went into Dax's gap inside, so that left them untouched for like a 20-some yard score. Uh the defense just looked out of source, it looked lost. It looked uncharacteristic for a J Ham defense this year. It looked like last year's defense, honestly. Right, I agree. We was talking before we started recording. And we asked ourselves, is this a product of finally facing a dual threat quarterback? Uh, Do you think that it's the product of facing a dual threat quarterback? Or do you think it's just one shitty game and they'll bounce back this week?
0: I, I hope it's I, – I hope it's that they weren't expecting as much running from the quarterback because quarterback ran for – Schrader ran for uh, – he had, like, 22 carries, you know, 174 yards, like you said, but um, – I would
1: hope they yeah, were expecting Schrader to run I, a lot.
0: I, I know. I, I do too, but it just seems like they were so – they were in so many wrong gaps. Like, every time he would pull the ball on, like, a zone read, he was just wide open. Like, nobody was in the gap supposed to, supposed to be there. Uh, it just looked like defense was not expecting – what, what came so um, I was I was just disappointed in the defense because all year they've been kind of carrying us and this is like the one game that that they played bad and it of course had to come from a quarterback that could run I feel like every time Virginia Tech's defense gets shredded it's always to a quarterback that's running all over us um, yeah. so yeah hopefully they and hopefully, then it, sets up, and then it yeah.
1: sets up everything else because exactly this quarterback and I've seen him play a couple of games like he's almost like Burmeister, but, like, he needs to be running. Like, he's not a passer. And he was back there kind of – not only was he passing, he was picking us apart at times. He was kind of picking on us. Um,
0: Yeah, he had a couple really good throws. Uh, The one that was into, like, the corner of the end zone over Peoples where you put the ball on, like, the outside shoulder of the receiver. That was was money. That was a good throw. I mean, there really wasn't much people could have done on that
1: play, but – he made some throws. The final go ahead touchdown, mm-hmm. and he threw. Dorian Strong, Dorian Strong was in good position. He just threw it up to a bigger athlete, <laughs> right? A bigger, better athlete, and, uh, that was that was the end of that story. I think what it came down to because it was people, and we have been on this podcast saying, uh, why the why the fuck not to you know interim coach Justin Hamilton and. I think I've tweeted, that. I know I've tweeted this, and other people have been tweeting like, fuck it, give us interim coach Jay ham yep. Let's see what it looks like. So being that Jay ham and the defense had a shitty one week, one shitty week, it's y'all advocating for Jay ham and look at this shit. And to those people I asked, what was he supposed to call in that situation? You're leading by two points, I believe. Syracuse is driving down the field. All they need is a field goal to win. You won't cover one or cover zero. You want to press up and you want to say, listen, you're not going to get any more cheap yardage to get a close, a good kick. Mm-hmm. If you beat us, you beat us. If, 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 if you beat us over the top, you beat us. But you're not going to get anything cheap and give up the touchdown. I think there's these same fans, let's say we played soft and gave up little five-yard out routes. The, the fans will kill J-Ham regardless. They say, how could you allow this? So at least he put his people in position. We've been saying all year, let, let your athletes decide it on the field. Right. Oh, am I tripping?
0: No, we have. And I mean, that's exactly what happened. Most of the big plays came to just like one-on-ones that we lost. And like in another game, say we win those one-on-ones, the game is a different game. Right. No, this is a totally different scenario where that, that final play where – where Strong got beat on that touchdown. Maybe he makes the play and gets a pick. I mean, like, we've seen that before, yeah. too. So um, I'd, rather, in, I'd rather have he that. He was
1: in good position. He had his – he was playing the rec- – he played – he, t- he got his head around. Right, played the ball. He got his hand up in there, and the receiver just made a play. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Dorian Strong could have did more to tackle him, but that was a big-ass kid. He was, like, 6'4", 6'5". Like, he was, like, a tight end. I don't know who that was.
0: He was, he was big as fuck. <laughs> a big ass fuck.
1: kid. And Dorian Strong, while he made great plays as a true freshman, is still developing as a player. Like, he's still developing. He honestly, Dorian Strong, honestly, Dorian Strong, come on Doggy Fridays, day story. He still should be a depth corner for us at this point. The fact that he has to play reflects more on us Right. as developers and recruiters not him as a young as a young guy you know trying to find his way trying to find his way mm-hmm. he, he, he should be he should honestly be you know in depth learning getting stronger you know not no pun intended but getting stronger and getting <laughs> getting, getting <laughs> built up you know and being able to be in the rotation next year as a third year player right so but shout out Dorian strong like I said Yeah, he's
0: been doing a good job as far as long as he's been as long as he's been in there. So right, um,
1: especially considering he was especially considering he was a starter last year outside playing outside. Yeah, that's not easy to do. And he held up pretty well. He had motherfuckers thinking he was better than Tony Grimes.
0: Yeah, that's facts. And like he was one of the recruits in that class that like not a lot of people talked about. Kind of went under the radar, and honestly, a lot of people kind of clown the commitment when it happened. And uh, mm
1: -hmm.
0: he had a great he had a great season. So. All right, he'll keep developing, and he'll be a good player. Hey, for sure,
1: if he get if, if he gets out of that number forty four, if he wears number four, he breaks <laughs> that play up.
0: Yeah, that's fast. <laughs> get him in single digits, he makes an interception. I think Schrader
1: threw the ball because he saw number forty four. He said, "Bro, he can't play." So get get Dorian Strong and a number lord in thirty six, and I think he makes that play. Mm-hmm. So shout out Dorian Strong. Keep your head up. Uh, ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening, man. You'll get it back. Um, like I said, Jay, we can ask Jay Ham questions about why the team looked like they never seen a running quarterback before, but I won't question the decision to make their receivers beat us. Mind you, Syracuse was not a passing team coming into this, you know? So Jay Ham saying, you know what? That quarterback is going to have to beat us throwing. God bless him. He did. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't disagree with the, uh, yeah. with the calls on the final draft. Um, we had a nine-point lead, a, a two-score lead with, I want to say, five minutes left, and we don't close out this game offensively. That's a problem.
0: Yeah, that's that's always been kind of a problem for Tech, I feel like, when we get leads, uh not extending
1: the lead when we need to extend it, not not getting not getting that key first down. Not mm-hmm. not it, it's this it's the story of our lives. Notre Dame game, we had a league. Uh they, I think every I think on ESPN app they got something called the win projection or something. We yeah. every time I see a game I'm looking like, at it
0: right now, bro. We had 91%
1: 91%. 91%. 91%. 91%. And we be finding ways to lose these games. It is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we are we, a team that breaks that algorithm every week. It seems like,
0: yeah, that ninety one percent too was on their when Syracuse had the ball their final drive. But if you go back to when we had the ball, uh, and we were third and one at the Syracuse forty seven, we were up two scores like you said. We were at ninety five. So the, the graph is all VTech the whole way through, and then it just spikes
1: all the way to fucking Syracuse. It's crazy. Crazy,
0: but I feel like I've been it, looking at those graphs like that all fucking year, it seems like, other than the games
1: we won, of course. But the games we've been lose. looking at, I've been looking at them grabs all my life, and they <laughs> might not have been making them grabs, <laughs> they might not have been making them grabs all my life, but I can just go back to certain games like, oh yeah, we won this bitch. Fun, yeah. <laughs>
0: you feel it, you feel it, you feel it, and you know it, even when you don't yeah. see it.
1: all right But um, if you had to if you had to Put a grade on it: offense, and defense, and special teams. What letter grades would you give out to each unit?
0: Uh, offense, I'd say a a, a B. Uh, I think they did mm-hmm. more than they usually do. Uh, they could have done more, especially throwing the ball. At you know, I'm gonna always say they could do more until I see it actually happen. But I'm gonna give them a B for 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 being able to run the ball for the first time pretty well. Uh, special teams. I feel like they did fine. I'll give him a B plus. Um, and then, especially with that, that block. And then on uh-huh. defense, mm, defense, I'm going to give them just a C just because I, just because I feel like we just lost some of the one-on-ones, especially when he was running the ball. But um, I don't, my I don't think the C grade comes from the coach in terms of having a bad scheme. I think we just played kind of bad and we've lost the matchups that we normally would win.
1: Uh, I I think I I think I agree. I I will give them I will give the special teams the A just because not only did we block the extra point but we converted that into points for ourselves, mm-hmm. which kind of flipped the score all up. Uh, punting and kicking. I I don't remember like when punters do their job, but I remember when they fuck up, and I don't think <laughs> Peter Moore fucked up, and I don't think uh, Romo missed any kicks, mm-hmm. so. I'll, and, I'll, and I and i do not recall any muff punts or anything. So I'll give special teams an A. I'll give the offense a B minus. Um if we had if if we had a passing game, we win the game. Right. If we had a passing game, we could trust, we win the game. But uh it, it's it's crucial downs, and you got two receiver routes, nobody's running, no nothing hot. Uh I don't know if that's coaching or Braxton Burmeister can't read a defense. That's questions for them, uh, but uh, our lack of a passing game is what did us in. Even though the offense had a great game, I give them a B minus though because I'm not gonna let you know coaching quarterback fuck up what was a coming out party for Malachi Thomas in the run in the run game in the offensive line. So mm-hmm. B minus defense, I will give them. I'm gonna get them a D because you face the quarterback that come into this game we thought was a glorified, uh, leaf from Georgia tech and one of these motherfuckers. And he turned out to carve us up. So it's like, and, and, and we got beat one-on-one several times by dudes that will not be playing on Sunday. So thanks. it kind of goes back to a lot of these games be lost before they're played because of just the depth that we lack. Um, But we the the motherfuckers out there is the motherfuckers out there. So it is what it is. But a lot of times I I, I feel like on Syracuse got one dude that's gonna play on Sundays, and that's Sean Tucker. And they did okay against him because I guess it was drilled into their heads. Don't let him kill you. Right. Let everybody else kill you. And that's what happened. (laughs) They did. (laughs) (laughs) They did. (laughs) They did. (laughs) They did. So. That's that's, I think that's pretty much it on that game, Syracuse. Shout out to Syracuse, uh, congrats. We don't want to make it seem like we're not giving y'all credit. Y'all kicked our ass, you won the game to the victory. Go to spoils, but let's get into these other uh, week eight games, these lies that were told, yeah, by me, you, and Chris Cunningham. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest went to West Point and scored
0: seventy points. <laughs> seventy points from Wake.
1: Seventy points from Wake. Army scored fifty six.
0: Yeah, which is also crazy as shit. It Sam Hartman threw crazy. for four four fifty eight. Uh, he he he's, he's gonna be in the draft conversation
1: a little bit. Uh, probably yeah, like, Sam you know, Sam yeah. Hartman. Sam Hartman, yeah. a dude who's been at Wake for a while. He could have went transfer portal when Jamie Newman was looking good and. He, 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 uh, what's the word? He trusted the process and he's obviously one of the ACC's best quarterbacks. Um, if you would have told me preseason, I think all preseason, everybody said the ACC got a good quarterback conference. We got DJ, Uyunglele, we got DeEric Eric King, we got Sam Howell, And if you would have told us eight weeks later, nine weeks later, that the best ACC quarterbacks would be Sam Hartman, mm-hmm. uh, Brendan Armstrong, and Kenny Pickett. <laughs> right. We would have said, "Get the fuck out of here!" What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Kenny Pickett, Sam Hartman, and Brendan Armstrong. Clearly, we got the top three. Eight. We lied. The ACC community lied on who the best quarterbacks were. It's not yeah. DJ Uwe, Ungerlele. It's not the Eric King. And it's not Sam Howell.
0: (laughs) Or Phil Jakovic, too. A lot of people were talking about him preseason as well.
1: Phil Jakovic got love, And I think we should all get a pass on him because he got hurt early. Right. And De'Aaron King got hurt, too. But we got to see him look like mid, Right. More so than uh, Jakovic. I think Boston College would be in a better way if Jakovic was playing right now.
0: Yeah, I do, too. Um, Yeah.
1: But, yes, the ACC community, that's the lie of the year on the ACC community. We all lied, even national writers, local writers. uh yeah man sam sam hartman is a is a monster, um I told the truth, I believe I had Wake covering, yeah,, and
0: yeah, you were the only one that took that me and me and Chris took army to win. We thought it was a trap I think y'all
1: told the, I think y'all told the truth too because it's a service academy on the road, I mean, those are nightmare games, um yeah. I, I mean Georgia Vegas, Vegas only play.
0: had it at like a three point game. The spread was All right.
1: spread was close. All right. Those are people underestimate those 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 triple option teams. Uh even if you get a bye week to prepare for the shit. It's just ugh, hell. Yeah. We were so happy when Georgia Tech finally adopted real offense. Yeah.
0: Uh I mean Army, Army's undefeated was
1: undefeated at home before that game. Yeah. That was the first yeah. game they lost at home. And
0: they put up 56 points
1: in a loss at home. Yeah, so i let you know, do not fuck around on them option offenses. They will kill your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lie of the week for me, <laughs> UMass scores three points. Florida State scored 59. <laughs> I was, in, I was on State that was vote, 30, too. Florida State was 35 and a half point favorites. I said, there is no <laughs> way. They scored 35 points. They covered by halftime.
0: <laughs> and we convinced Kristen to take a UMass, too. He was, yeah. he was, he was taking Florida State. We convinced him not to.
1: <laughs> Bro, what? I'm done. I'm done. with. I'm, I'm over Florida State. I'm <laughs> over. I'm, o- I'm over. The, the ACC is so bipolar. You, week to week, you don't know who is who. That's the crazy shit. Uh yeah, shout out Florida State for covering. Um they covered it 35 and a half. I lost money fooling with them. Um <laughs> uh, Boston College. Oh shit. My bad. Louisville beat Boston College. Um they were six-point favorites. They uh am I tripping? Yeah. I don't yeah. have this written down. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, won you... by 14. Yep, yeah. 28
0: to 28 to 14. Louisville won. You took you took Louisville. Uh, I think me and Chris took Boston College plus six. I think he even took Boston College money line. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
1: he did. That was crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's hard. <laughs> it, like Boston College is going through it right now. Now they yeah. the Boston College we expected and yeah, but they're not.
0: Yeah, they're struggling without Phil. I mean, I mean, if they if they had him, they might have even won this game. So, like like you said, I think it would have been better, better off. They would have won you... that
1: game, man. They would have won Clemson game. Yeah, facts. Both of them. So. Yeah, so, okay. So, I keep looking at week nine. Ready to fuck up. Miami uh, beat NC State. Flat out won the game. They were three-point underdogs. Won the game at home. Um. 31 to 30 I don't even remember what I had going on but Miami is so hard
0: yeah you had Miami I had NC State and so did Chris okay so I told the truth see the thing
1: the thing about Miami is they're another team they're so frustrating to predict because even when they're losing they're capable
0: they're always capable
1: always capable so every time you think okay, Miami, they've lost three or four games. You'd be thinking, okay, this supposedly good ACT, ACC team should beat them. The thing about ACC teams that's not Clemson or Florida State and their prime is when the lights come on, most ACC teams, they freeze up. And then the, the spotlight gets too big. Anytime you put expectations on the ACC team, now Florida State or Clemson, they piss themselves every time. That's yeah. why I always be. T- that's why I always be taking these teams, like the, these Miamis, even like Florida State when they're supposed to play like certain teams that get ranked. I'm like, you know, give me Florida State, whatever the spread is, because ACC teams traditionally piss themselves when they get into a big spot.
0: Yeah, so. when they get some media attention and they get ranked and they play, a, just a,
1: they, yeah, just a touch of media attention, these teams freeze up every time um uva was seven point uh seven point favorites to georgia tech that game was actually looking like it was going to be blowout city and then georgia tech started getting all these onside kicks and shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and damn near covered damn near backdoor backdoored it's just the situation
0: <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> uh, one they, point one point off
1: yeah they, they did not backdoor the situation they end up losing by eight but uh I don't want the final score to make people think that was a shootout. It wasn't. Uh, Georgia Tech did put up some points, but uh, UVA had that game in control until like a minute and 40 seconds left. And then Georgia Tech started getting fucking wide open 30-yard bombs and onside kicks and all kinds of crazy shit. So UVA dominated, but the score won't quite show that. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Oh, that was that was true. So I think that, everybody. Brandon Armstrong
0: UVA. threw for another four hundred yards every fucking week. I feel like he throws. For Brandon Armstrong
1: yards. is probably going to break every UVA passing. He should be breaking every UVA passing record for a season, probably by this week or next week. Yeah. Um. It ain't like they got a whole bunch of quarterback history outside of Matt Schaub and a couple motherfuckers. Uh, and also, Clemson played Pitt. I don't think we. Pick this game uh but Pitt won the game anybody still picking Clemson to do anything is crazy mm-hmm. crazy yeah
0: and Pitt's actually building a pretty good program not
1: gonna lie so
0: uh,
1: yeah. I don't think I think I, I don't think Pitt is building a great program I think this is the peak and then all these six-year players are going to UPS Pitt will be that story <laughs> next year. Yeah. Because Pitt don't got a bunch of NFL players on it either. I mean, Kenny Pickett is gonna play on Sunday. Uh I don't know if he's the best quarterback in this draft. We can get all that shit in the offseason. But I don't think Kenny Pickett is a first round quarterback, uh, even though he seems to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't I don't be feeling like they do it on the talent of Kenny Pickett. I feel like Pitt beats us. I don't feel like Kenny Pickett beats us.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't feel that way either. So Yeah,
1: I I I've never felt that way. I, we've played NFL quarterbacks in the past, and I've been like, yo, we could even Garrett Schrader beat us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that don't make him an NFL quarterback, but I feel like Garrett Schrader beat us. He
0: I don't beat feel us like more, Kenny
1: Pickett. Exactly. Us. <laughs> beat us more so than Pickett, it's facts. Yeah, I think Pitt beat us, but shout out to Jay, shout out Kenny Pickett. Uh, but nobody else on that pit offense is probably playing on Sunday. So exactly. I think I think after this year, you know, our revoir. Yeah everybody they, goes their separate ways.
0: They might have just really benefited from that extra yield, the extra year of eligibility that the NCAA granted everybody. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, they just have an old roster
1: uh that's been there for a while. So I'm an old roster, then you know. After bowl season, everybody go drafts for Amazon or some shit. You know? <laughs> shout out to shout out Pitt. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for week eight. The last, the lies that were told, big lies that were told. Before we get into week nine in Georgia Tech, we gotta pay some bills. Uh Sam Bull. As I look for the ad. <laughs> <laughs> Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And Spotify Green Room, live audio only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. You can uh, you can go to have parties and post game breakdowns and breaking news. Anybody need news on that Deshaun Watson? Dolphin situation. Pretty sure somebody in Spotify Green Room is holding that down (laughs) for y'all. All All you need to do is download Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter. You can join leagues. Uh, There's rooms going on. you You can get notified when certain rooms go live. Come with your spiciest takes, man. Spotify Green Room. Week nine in the ACC. We we getting we at that point of the season now where there's a lot of football left, but shit is starting to shape up. The bums are starting to go to where they belong. The cream is been starting to rise to the top, and uh, coaches certain coaches are playing for jobs, uh, and certain coaches where the team might be asked, they might be planning for the future. Uh, we got a couple games we want to talk about this week. Start with Miami at number 17 Pitt. Pitt is nine point favorites miami's coming off a win against a ranked nc state at home but like we've said on this podcast before going on the road at northern acc teams is always tough Mm -hmm. so what do you guys shaking out in this game
0: I think uh, I think Pitt covers this this is a noon kickoff and you know we talked a little mm-hmm. bit about it earlier you know had this maybe been a primetime game uh, I think it's a little different because you know those ACC teams that aren't used to the pressure sometimes fold when they play good talent but uh, I got Pitt covering I think I think you know Miami coming off of a kind of a big win and then and then going up north uh, I, I think you're gonna have some some trouble against Kenny Pickett so I got Pitt winning this game by by nine covering the spread.
1: I'm taking Miami I'm taking <laughs> Miami <laughs> here we, here I, knew it's co- I knew it was coming I knew it was here coming Here we go again I can't get off that narcotic I guess I'm taking Miami <laughs> gonna, I think Pitt is going to win the game I think Miami I think Miami's going to cover I'm, I'm taking the Hurricanes I'm riding the Dan. <laughs> I'm going to ride a down with Manny I feel like you right. just, I feel like you just We're pick right Miami
0: every week and and your record is exactly <laughs> what their record is.
1: <laughs> right. Right, Mid. It is hell. the most interesting game in the ACC this week in my humble opinion. Florida State at Clemson. This is going to be without a doubt the hardest game to call. You got Florida State who's hot, cold. They're shitty. They're great. And then you got Clemson, who every week I seem to keep waiting for them to put it together. Clemson is nine and a half point favorites. Clemson is at home. What do you have shaken out in this rivalry game?
0: Uh it seems when Florida State plays some of the rivals, especially like North Carolina too. Obviously, they have North Carolina's number. But uh I don't know, man. The spread's nine and a half and it's you know matchup predictors got got Clemson written all over it but I think I'm going to fade everybody. I think I'm going to take Florida State to outright win this game. Uh they had a good performance last week on offense and you know maybe they carry that over. If they have any sort of performance like that against Clemson, I'm sure they'll win the game because Clemson off off Clemson's offense fucking sucks and they can't score more than 20 points in a game. So Um, I think if Florida State has a couple plays where they can get out on top, I think they'll hold it together and win this game. But I think Clemson's got a lot more problems than we really know about right now, especially with their offensive line. So uh, if Florida State can get some pressure, uh, they got that last chance U player. I forget his name. Uh, He's like the the Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, So if he can get some pressure on on DJ, I think it's going to be tough for Clemson to move the ball. So I'm taking Florida State money line. Taking Clemson. I'm taking. It. Oh, Clemson! Clemson! Um, like zero and seven against the
1: spread this year. I'm taking Clemson. <laughs> I don't have a re. I don't have a reason to take Clemson. Clemson is. Clemson continues to fuck my money up every week. <laughs> There's I'm no, there's Clemson. no fun
0: in it. There's no fun in it. We're gonna have nine, nine and a half point favorites. They, the only games they have won this year have been by like three or four
1: points. I'm waiting for Clemson to put it all together, and then <laughs> this is gonna be the week Clemson puts it all together. I'm taking Clemson. I'm taking the nine point fav. I'm taking Clemson. Mark it down. All right, Clemson gonna get us that money this week. Boston College is at Syracuse. Syracuse is coming off the Super Bowl, the win of their career. The win. They saved Dino Babers' job for a week. Uh, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. They're at home at the Dome. What you got shaking out in this one? I'll
0: go ahead and take Syracuse to cover. I think I think the I think they'll put it together. And playing in that dome is always tough. We had the we had the discussion with Chris last week. Maybe they're fucking around with the with the heating mm-hmm. in that dome. So
1: yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They got, can't the, maybe, they got yeah. the heat blasting on that. <laughs> yeah,
0: facts. So I'm taking the dome. I can't, I can't bet against the dome.
1: I'm taking Boston College. I'm taking Boston College. I feel like Syracuse, they got that. Just the same way Fuente sells his soul, coaches, other coaches sell, they sold too. I think, I think Houston needed to win last week. And now with a week of comfort, I think Boston College comes up in there and sneaks them. Uh, I'm taking Boston College to not only cover, I'm taking Boston College to win the game.
0: Okay. Your first underdog pick. There you go. Well, you have Miami too, so.
1: Yeah. Duke. (laughs) A tobacco road game, Duke at Wake Forest. Uh, the Deeks are 17-point favorites. Duke is a pile of ass. Uh, I think we both got Wake covering on Yeah, know. I'd, I'd take Wake up. at like 30 probably. I will take Wake at 50. <laughs> a non-conference game, even though Notre Dame is conference-affiliated, UNC at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is at home, at three and a half point favorites. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go into this one first. I got UNC, I got UNC winning the game.
0: Yeah, Sam, okay. I got him. I got him winning money line UNC.
1: I think this is a this is gonna be a grand opportunity for Sam Howell to jumpstart his NFL prospects. I I seen Sam Howell. As low as fourth and fifth on the QB rankings as far as NFL draft talent. And I think this is going to be a sell your soul afternoon for the Tar Heels. I think they're going, I think this is the week they put somebody on the Summer Jam screen. Notre Dame was in, Notre Dame burst North Carolina last year and burst yeah. their ass. And I think you got the revenge factor. You got the Mac Brown selling his soul. Factor Mac Brown, one hundred and eighty-seven years old, so selling his soul shouldn't be about shit. And uh, I think Sam Howell is going to look to put a decent team on the summer drink, on the summer jam screen. So
0: yeah, big
1: UNC money
0: line. Facts. I'm on the same boat. I think it's a huge game for Sam Howell. Could really, like you said, change his draft trajectory if he puts on a good showing against a defense that is regarded as being pretty good too. So. Uh, also Kyle Hamilton's out for this game, so it might be easier for him to throw the ball, uh, spread the field. And, uh, you know, we know Kyle Hamilton's probably going to be a top 10 pick, so it kind of hurts for their defense. Right. So I'm going
1: going to get drafted in front of Sam Howell.
0: Yeah. Facts. Honestly, honestly, it might happen. So, uh, this is going to be the game. Sam Howell needs to put it together for his money. So I'm expecting UNC to win.
1: Louisville. At NC State, NC State coming off a tough loss, but Louisville on the road at NC State. NC State is six-and-a-half-point favorites, What you got shaking out in this game.
0: Uh now that NC State's not ranked, I think they blow Louisville out. Uh if they had a number next to their name in a primetime game, I think this is a totally different game. But uh now that they lost, I think this is they bounce back and they blow Louisville out. So I'm taking taking NC State against the spread.
1: I'm taking NC State as well, just for the same reasons that numbers away from their name. Now they can play free. Mm-hmm. Do what the fuck are they supposed to do? Uh yeah, I'm taking NC State. And another game that's hard to call, UVA at BYU. Homecoming for Bronco. BYU, man, two and a half. What you got, shake it out.
0: Uh, this, this is kind of an interesting game, honestly, because both teams are six and two. Uh, obviously, BYU is going to be a power five team in the coming years, joining the Big 12. Um, kind of a cool matchup, especially Virginia going out west as far as they are, but um, I think BYU gets them. It's a it's a long way to travel. Uh, BYU is a very good team. We haven't seen this matchup before, but uh, I, I think B, I think this is the game where where BYU's defense can contain Brendan Armstrong just a little bit, just enough to win the game. Uh, so I'm taking BYU.
1: I'm taking BYU as well. And what 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 can't be under understated or looked over in this game is. Broncos spent a lot of time at BYU. A lot of time at BYU. You got a lot mm-hmm. of friends. He's he gonna have a lot of family in the stands, friends, old. It's probably old equipment managers and old uh staff and the motherfuckers that sell assistance, popcorn at that. Gym, shit. Yes. It's gonna he he's gonna be going through some emotional shit. I'm pretty sure if BYU is smart, like I think they smart, see. BYU is a different school. So Nick Saban can go to LSU and people can say we miss your coach and all this shit. But LSU still want to kill Nick Saban. They want to cut his throat. Even mm-hmm. all the way down to the, the fans and all that. Before the game, we love you, but we want to kill you. BYU is different. So you know what BYU is going to do for Bronco? They're probably going to do a, a, a video on the Jumbotron. We love you, coach. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He was a great family guy. You know, they're gonna they're gonna get him all lathered up. up before the game. Yeah. They're gonna lather his ass up, and I think they're gonna kill him with kindness. That's something yeah. they're, <laughs> gonna say. they're gonna kill him with kindness. And he and and I think I think BYU is gonna win the game. I think they're gonna cover that 2.5. Yep, I agree. Uh those are our last for the week. <laughs> Our future lives. <laughs> Before we get into the main event, even though it's a noon game, uh just like last week where we watched that bitch on the uh Stream East or whatever streaming services you use. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be parenting this bitch too. Cause whatever network they be putting these games on, bro. I don't even feel like looking for if I got them or not. Uh so at noon. Live on whatever network you'll be pirating this game from. Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is four-point favorites. Virginia Tech comes into this game averaging 23.7 points per game on offense. Georgia Tech comes into this game averaging 30.1 points per game on offense. Virginia Tech is averaging. They give up 23 basically 23 points per game on defense while Georgia Tech gives up basically 29 points a game on defense so yeah the, the the numbers look like obviously they got the better offense obviously we got the better defense some got to give as they like to say uh before we get into the impact players of the game on the on the uh Overall scale on the on the big picture, what does Virginia Tech have to do to slow down this George Tech offense and win this game? I think
0: you got to make Jeff Sims throw the ball and throw it well and consistently, uh, kind of like how we did against Syracuse. But we have to like actually execute on defense and make the plays that we lost, uh, and then and then contain the running game as well um i don't think jeff sims is gonna be able to beat us through the air i mean as bad as we talk about burmeister in this offense and not being able to throw the ball jeff sims has thrown for less yards than burmeister stone all year and i think he's might have missed a game or two he missed
1: he missed three games
0: yeah three games um but yeah you're gonna have to make him beat you he's very streaky he's off and on Uh and uh when he if he's if he's on though we might be looking spooky but uh Hopefully he has his off game and that'll help us out, but it's going to be real bad if Virginia Tech falls to three and five, especially the way we started. And we were talking about earlier this year, winning the ACC and uh, how we just need to wait because the ACC is wide open for us to win. And now we're in a spot where uh, we could end up being three and five after this game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree on all counts. Jeff Sims is one of those players that, He's, he's streaky, like you said. He's capable of giving the ball to the other team. He's done that throughout his Georgia Tech career. But if you watch the end of that UVA game, he can heat up. He can put up, he can put it up in bunches uh, right. when he does get hot. And he, he has missed, he has missed three games this season, but his numbers are comparable to Burmeister, who's played all year. And I think he has more rush yards than Burmich. He has 320 rushing yards and four touchdowns, which means he's enough of a run threat that we can't just key in on their best player, Jameer Gibbs, Mm who leads them uh, with 411 yards rushing. And he has 320 yards receiving. He's their third best receiver. So if we start focusing on Jeff Sims running the ball, it's going to be a long day because Jamir Gibbs, I think on pure talent, and it's not a hot take. I'm just, I'm just going off eye test. I think Jamir Gibbs is a better football player than Sean Tucker, who we oh yeah wanted 100%. to stop last week. Hundred percent. Jamir Gibbs could kill us, whether that be catching the ball, just them just getting the ball in his hands. He's a he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands. So if we get caught up in Jeff Samstar option keeping on us once he starts giving that's when Gibbs is gonna kill us so we gotta we gotta make jeff sims a pocket passer he's gonna game. give us opportunity he's gonna give us opportunities we just gotta come down with the one in the one or two he gives us don't he get he's gonna give us he's gonna throw He gonna give out some gifts mm-hmm. we gotta just accept those gifts and uh if it comes to if it comes to that backfield, uh, an option game with with Sims and Gibbs, we're, we're going to die out there. It's, it's going to look it's going to look like last week, but worse because right. Gibbs and Sims are better athletes than Schrader and Tucker. That's so, facts. <laughs> yeah. So and they also got a receiver we got to watch out for Carrick McGowan, a Northwestern transfer. He leads them with twenty six catches for three hundred sixty nine yards and six touchdowns. He was a, a transfer portal. Uh, shout out to the transfer portal and everybody utilizing it for starters um so it's a it's a dangerous offense it's not a good defense as we've seen uva went up and down the field on them but we're not uva so right but it, it is a defense that can be had if if uh if we're on top of our game
0: right I think this is going to be the game where if we're out in the front and I think we're going to be leading this game, I think it's, I think this is the game where our offense needs to put it away. And if we're in a spot like we've been in where the offense can't put the game away and consistently just gives them chances to come back, I feel like Jeff Sims is going to get hot on one of the drives and is going to do the same thing he did against UVA and come back. So I think, it's, I think this is the game that the offense needs to keep, keep the run game going and put the game away when it matters.
1: Yes, I, I I fully agree. I think um, I I fully believe this, especially in college football more so than pro football. Uh, you don't take a shitty passing game on the road, and it becomes a great passing game. Like we couldn't pass the ball at home. You normally don't pack a passing offense and take it on the road at noon in Atlanta. I don't know what the weather is going to be. You know so. I don't expect us to come out trying to air it out seven passes in a row like we tried against Pitt and all this crazy shit. I think the game plan is going to be even more conservative than normal coming out. Yeah. So I don't expect, I don't expect a a air it out game at all. And even if we attempt to, I don't think it's going to be effective. So it comes back down to what we were talking about earlier with, uh, with Malachi Thomas and, Raheem Blackshear, where Georgia Tech, they got the tape. They got the footage. They seen they seen what plays Malachi Thomas was successful on. And if I'm seeing this from my couch, Georgia Tech coaches get paid to see this shit mm-hmm. in the office. They're going to say, okay, when this kid comes in, they're looking to run between the tackles. When Blackshear comes in, they're looking to run outside. If Thursday. I, Thursday. so i'm just a regular dude now (laughs) i'm pretty sure uh they they've seen this on tape too so we are gonna even if we're gonna be conservative in our approach as far as running the ball we're gonna have to switch it up we're gonna have to give them different looks we're gonna have to pull some guys and it, it, we cannot just go. Okay, Matty Thomas is in. He gets these plays. Uh, Raheem is in. He gets. He just does this. So exactly, because putting this game on Burmester's shoulders to win this game on the road would be crazy. It's going to have to be. Just it's going to be. Offensively, we're going to have to look like last week. you going to have to. It's going to have to look like last week's. Except mm-hmm. it's going to have to be a couple of tweaks here and there, because we can't be predictable too. Because we can fuck around and lose this. Mm-hmm.
0: And we're gonna to have to make plays on defense as well, like especially like you were saying, the, pl- the plays where where Jeff Sims gives us the ball and throws a throws a pick. We have to be able to convert on those picks and uh and put six on the board. So uh, if we can stay ahead of them and stay on top, uh, don't give them too many chances to hang in the game. I think Virginia Tech wins this game. But there's also a scenario where we do the same thing that we've been doing this whole year, and uh, and Jeff Sims gets hot, and we don't want that. So. I think there, a, we don't
1: want Jeff Sims getting hot because I'm gonna t- I'm gonna let y'all in. I'm telling y'all the defense is not gonna be biting like it has been earlier in the season. We're not we're no longer playing statues. We're playing quarterbacks that we have to account for. So exactly. we're not playing ten on eleven football no more. And this defense seems to be pretty okay at playing ten on eleven. It's eleven on eleven ball from here on out. Except when we play, I think Boston College and Duke. Mm-hmm. So, being that we have to account for Jeff Sims, I don't know if we got to spy him. I don't, he's, he's not a running quarterback. He's mobile, but he's not a running quarterback, but he can run. So, I don't know if we got to spy him every play with Barno or some shit, but got to keep contained and. It, it, it can get nasty out there. And the fact that we got to account for them, like I said, opens up their real best players. So.
0: Yeah, and it always seems to be a problem for Tech to contain a quarterback that's running effectively. So uh, I really hope yeah. we don't get in a scenario where Jeff Sims is running all over us because we we can never seem to, like, change the defensive game plan during the game to account for a running quarterback. Like I've seen us, right. I've seen us change the defensive game plan when they're passing well and switch from man to zone and do things a little differently. Uh-huh. But I feel like anytime a quarterback is successfully running, like they just keep running and we can never stop it.
1: Yeah, we just be like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> somebody <laughs> will make a play. And somebody, then... somebody make a play. And, and 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 asking and asking this defense to make a play when you don't got depth like that is suicide. You asking to lose. Every time, because this defensive line loses its punch in the second half because we rely on the same dudes to make plays.
0: Right. We maybe lost two players that were supposed to play this year, uh, you know. Being, uh, Texas boys. Yeah, the Texas boys. So, you know, depth depth was hurt. And also, Belmar, too, uh, had to medically yes. retire. So, you know, those three players that you could have as depth are no longer there. And it, it does hurt in the second half
1: it definitely, it definitely be killing us in the second half because the last couple of games when we've needed to get off the field on defense, we have not been able to, and it starts up front. So, mm-hmm. Shout out Jalen Griffin. This is the Griffin Bowl for him. His Two of his brothers play for Georgia Tech. I'm pretty sure he can't wait to go down there. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a shit ton of family members. We got several Hokies from the state of Georgia, so now Thomas, Thomas too. Now look at Thomas. Um, like I said, Jalen Griffin. We got a ton of Hokies from Georgia. Taj Carey I think, look- too. Taj. He's play, but yeah. Yeah, ton of hokie Fans going down to the game. I will not be in attendance at the game. I know I said I might go. I'm not going to the game, but uh, God bless everybody that does go to the game. Have a safe trip. Uh, city of Atlanta is dope. If you've never been to Atlanta, it's a dope city. Yeah. Um, Lots of great food places, lots of great strip clubs. Uh, you can get into a lot of bullshit in Atlanta, but if 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 the bullshit ain't your bag, just go to the game, go home, go to your room. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get into some bullshit, you can go get into some bullshit too. Uh, what <laughs> world, else going? What else going world, on in the world now? World Series so, is
0: going to be uh, in Atlanta that same day as well. So I'm
1: a I'm a brave supporter. Yep. I don't call myself a Braves fan. I'm a brave supporter because I don't watch Braves games like I should, but I've been a lifelong Braves fan. Go Braves. I did bet money straight up for the Braves to win the series.
0: Yeah. I think they're down today. Last time I checked, I think they were losing, but uh, the series is coming to Atlanta soon. So, you know, hopefully they they win. I think everybody is pulling for the Braves after all that bullshit. The Astros pulled cheating and shit. So,
1: Yeah, shout out to the Astros for cheating a couple of years ago and not getting punished for it. Yeah, yeah, not even getting punished for it. They, cheating they, they, they bad flat. too, like bad. Yeah, flat out, cheat straight up cheating. And 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 you know, I grew up my whole life, and I was told cheaters never prosper and karma and all that bullshit. No, when I cheat, I don't prosper. When I do bad, it's karma. Those motherfuckers, they don't be getting, they don't be getting what they deserve, bro. <laughs> they back they, in the World shit. Series. Yeah, crime don't pay. Let me explain something to all the young people listening to Dumbby Fridays. Crime pays. Cheaters do prosper. I can't do it though. That's what I learned. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> Look at Dan just... Snyder. Look at Dan Snyder in the Washington Football. Yeah, facts. Six hundred thousand emails, and only John Gruden got in trouble.
0: Hmm. That shit is wild, and there's so many more people in there other than just Dan Snyder too, that could get cooked right. for real. Uh,
1: and 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 Roger Goodell said, "Uh oh, Roger, uh, Dan Snyder served a four serving a four month suspension, and we he he paid a hefty fine. Uh-uh. They've been pulling pictures of Dan Snyder at every game this year. What yeah, suspension are we
0: talking about? I don't know what the fuck he's talking about." Uh, Dan Snyder needs to sell the, the football team. Uh, that's
1: just my opinion. He needs to get rid of it.
0: And hopefully, Jerry they, Richardson, hopefully they make
1: him. Jerry Richardson, who was pretty much investigated for the same thing, like a sexual, a toxic work environment for women, with, women were getting sexually harassed by him personally. I guess that's the difference. Um, off the accusations, Jerry Richardson said, "You know what? For the better betterment of the team, I'm gonna just sell it. He sold the team, the Carolina Panthers, and um, he's he he he's out of there. Dan Snyder is being accused of. I don't think he's being accused of personally sexually harassing his employees. Let me say that. But it's his culture. He does the hiring, he does the firing, uh, and if they weren't taking these claims seriously." It's still on him because mm-hmm. it's his business. Uh and you trying to tell me out of six hundred and fifty thousand emails, only John Gruden was the only one acting crazy. You don't need, man, even John Gruden wasn't even an employee. So I that find shit that wild hard. you good. know how many
0: fucking emails that is? And it's through the league account too. So there's it's everybody on there saying shit. Everybody, uh, my personal email I've had for like fucking fifteen years. I don't think I've ever cleaned out and and deleted all my emails, and I only have like nine thousand emails six hundred and fifty thousand and you like you mean to tell me yeah. only one guy nothing.
1: one person was talking crazy uh uh-uh. uh
0: and nobody talked crazy back to him. What did they say when they replied they, like
1: they, <laughs> no they- in fact, they and and why did and why did Dan start serve this little private suspension if he didn't do nothing? Exactly. So that's a mess. Everybody knows. I think everybody knows that once you start showing these emails, if these 650 some thousand emails were to go public, it would be a shit storm. Yeah. As be, we know it. Not only would Dan Snyder be implicated, you would, he probably communicate, I know he communicates with the other owners of the league. And you will get into some deep, dark, way beneath the surface. That's not as the tip of the fucking ice. No, John Gruden was the tip of the iceberg. If you want to get into the depths mm-hmm. and the abyss of what these people really talk about behind the scenes, it will make your jaw hit the floor. You pick that shit right back up because you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. These emails will never see the light of day. They I'll put be- out 200 and something fucking pages on Tom Brady and deflated footballs. (laughs) But these emails will never see the light of day. So, uh,
0: yeah, these owners are powerful
1: old money. Yeah. Yeah. Old money versus new money. Old money going to win every time,
0: every time. And there's too many of them involved too. I mean, I'm sure they're all in agreement that they want to keep it, you know, in wraps. So they got the money and I like, I don't think it's ever going to come out. And if it did, I think it'd be a scenario where like literally half the league, maybe more than half the league, uh would have to sell the team and it'll be a complete turnover and it'd be it be, be a nightmare
1: it would be a nightmare the only way they the only way they should ever see the light of the day is if Congress. it goes in independent uh, yeah, right. Congress, the FBI, some third party that's uh not uh being paid by the Shield, not being paid, uh not know we investigated ourselves and found nothing. No. Mm -hmm. none of that none of this internal affairs shit it would have to be somebody completely unbiased to the situation right because the nfl launched this investigation themselves like they were the
0: ones Uh who decided to do this and i i think they kind of like shot themselves in the foot and now they're like shit we don't want to like keep going with the investigations we're just going to pause it i did see something though that congress tried to get involved but they don't really have the traction that they need to, like, actually get anything done. So it's kind of just not really going anywhere. But if Congress really got involved to the point where it's like, a, you know, they take it to the Supreme Court, class action lawsuit type of stuff, uh, it could get bad. But right. I don't think I think there's too much old money in it for that to ever happen. But too much old money. And you
1: know what's fucked up? Even if Congress got involved and started reading these emails, it'd be some congressmen tagged in the shit. So you yeah, know what Congress yeah. do. Oh, no, we ain't found shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. how fucking beat the rabbit hole always goes. Mm-hmm. Like it always hits a, a snag somewhere. Oh, shit. Can't get him in trouble.
0: Yeah, we in there too. Fuck. Nope, never
1: mind. Yeah, Whatever. it won't end up even. That's it for Dom V Fridays, man. Anything you got to say to the people before we sign up?
0: Uh not really. Shouts to everybody listening. Uh I hope I make it down to Blacksburg next year. I think that's my plan. Uh get a little crew together if we go to a game. I gotta see mm-hmm. I got I gotta see Lane. So uh it's like a nine hour drive for me. So I'll go down for one game, might fly into Roanoke or something, but uh hopefully I get to mm-hmm. see everybody there. It'll be fun.
1: Yeah, Blacksburg in the fall, like that part of the state in the fall. I talk a lot of shit about Southwest Virginia because I'm from Southeast Virginia. I'm from, I'm a I'm an arrogant. Seven five seven niggas like we think we are we know we know we the shit. We know our part of the state is the shit. We got the beach, we got the bitches, we got mm. the good weather, all that. We look, we know we the shit. But at the same time, I would be lying if I didn't say southwest Virginia is fucking beautiful. There's breathtaking uh scenes. There's 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 mountains and trees and yeah. creeks and rivers and shit. Uh and they don't fuck up, they don't fuck up their nature over there like we do over here. We find some plots of land, we building on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we cutting some trees down. I mean, I, I you know a lot of people don't know this about the 757. It's un, it's below sea level. So a lot of this shit is built on marshlands and shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of parts of the 757 is sinking because it's below sea level so we don't give a fuck we build on it fuck, these, <laughs> fuck the pelicans these <laughs> birds all that man Put something there so <laughs> the that's how we get that fucking environment put put a shipyard there or something but yeah. over there they, they you know it's more preservation and some nice yeah, sites
0: and, it's nice i uh but my parents actually used to live in roanoke before i was born and i did i had been to virginia tech when i was very young they We we went Mm -hmm. back for something, but we never went to a game. I just went through the area. We went to Roanoke. We went to a place called the Home Place. So anybody that has been to Roanoke, ever been to the Home Place, shoot me a DM. Uh, That place is fucking awesome. I heard they closed down through COVID, but it's a nice area. The mountains are beautiful and the land, especially when the fall weather comes in, all the trees turn turn different Mm -hmm. colors. So I love to come down before the weather gets shitty. Maybe come down in like September or October, but I'm, I'll probably end up scheduling a game depending on what's like the big game that everybody's going to.
1: Well, next year's schedule is looking like there's no big games. So, yeah. Unless one of these ACC coastal rival opponents we face every year turns out to be something, mm-hmm.
0: there's not going to
1: be no big games. That's it for <laughs> be Fridays, man. Until next week, God bless.